Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. It's here in the House Call community where we have created an inviting space for you to hear individuals' health stories, gain healthcare providers and other experts' perspectives. It is our mission that with the knowledge you gain here, you will be able to connect your own health dots, see a complete picture of yourself, and begin to experience whole person care. So, let's sit down. Let's get started. Let's have some conversations. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Hey, House Call community, welcome back. We have been, um, you know, exploring so many different topics this season, and we've had some really cool guests to come in and sit down in the House Call community, and today is no exception. I am so thrilled that this particular person found time in her very busy schedule to come and sit down in the House Call community. And I want to welcome Miss Jen Schwartz. To Did I say your, your last name correctly? Yeah, uh-huh. Great, yeah. Schwartz, to the House Call community. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Great. And I'm saving a little bit um, for you to tell your story um, because I I found you, I believe I was on one of the social media platforms and I found your blog post and I love the title of your blog post, by the way. And I stumbled upon one of your posts that you did, and it was in particular, it was the one that was dated June 13th of 2017. And I started reading it, and it just resonated with me so much on so many different levels. And I said, hey, we really have to have you come in, sit down and tell your story and help our community connect their health thoughts. That's all we do here. So can you tell our community, tell us, you know, the name of your of your blog. Um, so the name of my blog is The Medicated Mommy. <laughs> I love it. And how, <laughs> and I'm going to just give you some rain here. I want you okay. to start telling us and taking us through your story. How did you become the medicated mommy? What is the story behind this, this blog post? Okay, so basically I... Um, I had postpartum depression pretty severely for a year after my son was born. And that was, well, he's four now, so almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I like to say at six months, I was better. Mm -hmm. But my sister always yells at me and says, no, it was a year. At six months, you turned a corner. Ah. And a year, year, you really were yourself again. And I think she was right. Mm -hmm. And the way that the medicated mommy was born was when I was sick, I really felt alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea that this was something that could happen mm-hmm. to me. And um, I felt like when I was just not wanting to be a mom and, you know, crying in bed and mm-hmm. having this crazy anxiety all the time that every other mother I knew or followed on social media was just killing it at mm-hmm. motherhood mm-hmm. Right, and right. loving every and loving every minute of it. And it just made me feel like, okay, what is wrong with me? Why am I failing at this? 
why am I not excited? Why don't I care about that adorable little baby boy in the next room? So I started going online and trying to find stories of other women who, who were going through or had went through the same things. And I found some things, but I felt like a lot of what was out there was very surface. Mm-hmm. Um, even celebrities who would say, I had postpartum depression, they didn't really say much about it. And I really wanted the nitty gritty raw details. I wanted to know what these women were feeling, what they were going through, what it was like, how, what were they doing to get better? When did they get better? Mm. How long did it take? And I had a really hard time finding stuff. Um, okay. I read Brooke Shields' book. I read uh-huh. Heather Armstrong's book. But their versions of postpartum depression were different than mine, so uh-huh. it was a little harder to relate. So I promised myself that when I did get better, I would – be that person who shared every raw intimate detail because wow. I wanted to make sure the moms who came after me didn't feel so paralyzed and yeah. alone like I did. Yeah. And so out of that, the medicated mommy was born um, on January 1st, 2016. I wrote my first blog post mm. and um, not really knowing kind of where the blog would take me. Yeah. And in a, in a few months, it kind of, Grew It grew a lot. I started um, writing for other websites like the Huffington Post mm-hmm. and the Mighty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to be on this mission to normalize the struggles of motherhood so no mom ever feels like she has to suffer alone, yeah. feel like she's alone or suffer in silence. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That That is really what I got from just that one post that I, I like I said, I... I um, stumbled upon and you were saying definitely you were really giving the details you were talking about how this little bundle of joy was you know supposedly supposed to bring you joy and you were really you know you were upset with your husband because he got to go away out into the real world every day and you know have adult interaction and you were talking about how your sister was there or you had you know family members that were there to help you but you still felt alone and that's what really resonated with me is that like you said we we get this kind of fairy tale um Mm -hmm. you know a story handed to us about motherhood and how it's supposed to be this wonderful oh my goodness this person is given to you and you're supposed to fall in love immediately and nobody tells you yeah you're you're going to feel x y and z there's there's going to be highs there's going to be lows and for some people there's going to be really really lows real lows and it's okay and it's okay to get help it's really okay to reach out and say to someone something's wrong i know that this is not something I need help I I really need some help so what was the impetus for you to seek medical treatment I mean you're saying you know there was something that just didn't feel as right and you're you're online you're searching you're you're trying to find a community but was there an impetus was there a certain impetus that made you seek medical therapy yes so I like to say that I was very lucky um the PPD, which can, as you know, hit two to three months in, it can hit mm-hmm, later. So mm-hmm. it makes it harder to realize what's going on. Mine hit the day after I got home from the hospital. And I 
knew right away that something was wrong because I didn't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sleep forever. I had, you know, crippling anxiety. I couldn't stop crying. And I kept thinking about getting hurt or sick so I could go back to the hospital wow. and be taken care of. Hmm. And I didn't have to take care of the baby there, but everybody would have to take care of me. And I promised mm-hmm. myself that that second night home, I would say something to my mom who was staying with us. She happens to be a therapist, okay. a second career for her. Oh, wow. And as I was about to say something, she said to me, and I don't know if it's because she's, you know, all knowing Jewish <laughs> mother right, or not, right, right, but right. she said to me, what's going on? Mm. And it had turned out that my husband had already said something to her. Really? So she, yeah. So he noticed something was off. And I think she, because of that, started to pick up on that. So that next day, she had me call my OB, and we went in right away. And it, um, that was the beginning of the road to, you know, a long treatment mm-hmm. plan. Okay. And it took a while to find the right treatment uh-huh. um, because it was less than two weeks. So the right. OB wouldn't, right, wouldn't diagnose me. Um, until it was past two weeks, so no more baby blues. Mm -hmm. And so she just prescribed an anti-anxiety medicine. Um, And then, you know, from there, I went on to finding the right therapist and the right psychiatrist and getting on the right medication. But it took, you know, it took a while. Yeah. And you said you you made a point here that uh, I used to say to all of my patients coming down to the end right before delivery. And I would say to their significant other as well when they would, you know, if they were come to the to the visits with them, I would say if something does not seem right you know, if she seems like she wants to hurt herself, the baby, or even you, I mean, you know, if it's like, and I would kind of make it a little lighthearted, but I would say, if you notice something, please let us know immediately. And that was a point that you brought out is that your husband saw that there was something that really wasn't right and then alerted your mom. And so you had a, you know, good support system that started saying, Mm -hmm. hey, something's not quite right. And we know that that really does help with the treatment and with the recovery to have that support system there. So I always encourage people, let somebody know that you don't feel right. Or if somebody in your circle notices something first, they need to say something, call the doctor, call the nursing, somebody, because like you said, that was kind of the way that you got started on your road to finding Mm -hmm. what was right for you. Now, you're saying that you didn't even know that there – I want to go back and circle back when you said um, – did you even know that postpartum depression was a thing, was you know something that could happen? Was this talked about during your post – you know, your prenatal visits? Was it talked about around your girlfriends? It, was this something that was even on your radar? So it's funny. So one of my very close friends from growing up who um, lives up north, about eight months in, we were on the phone, and she had said to me, Jen, are you worried about... And she had just had her son ah, about six months prior, Okay. so her first son, and she was fine. And she said, are you worried about any postpartum depression stuff? And I immediately responded, no, that would never happen to me. I'm, mm. I'm so excited to be a mom. And so basically, to answer your question, no, I really was uninformed. Um, I don't remember, no doctor said to my husband or myself, if you notice something is off, 
it's normal, say something. I don't remember it covered in the, you know, the two-part birthing mm-hmm. class we took at the mm-hmm. hospital. Um, and I really didn't think it could happen to, to someone like me, you know, yeah. someone who is, you know, I'm financially comfortable and mm-hmm. educated. I have a wonderful husband and a supportive family. And I had a night nurse. I had help lined up. So why would I ever right. have postpartum depression? Plus, I had 100% sold myself on that fairy tale of motherhood. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, right? I was going to bring my baby home and be madly in love, cooing on the floor with him, <laughs> taking him everywhere, making his baby food, you know, yes. the yes. breastfeeding yes. champion. Yes. <laughs> um, right? And, and what happened instead was I quit breastfeeding after five days. And barely left the house for six months, right? Wow. So it was a complete shock, I think, um, to my body, which is, I think, one of the reasons yeah. why I got sick in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now you're, you've gone to the doctor. They've started you on a path. Can you now tell us a little bit of how... How have you, how did that, how did that journey take you to a place where you found the right um, treatment and therapy and kind of pulled all of this together? Sure. So when I w- first went to the OB, to uh, you know, and it was about a, a, under two weeks. Yeah. She prescribed clonopin. Okay. And and said call back in the, you know with the two week mark if it's still going on because then it's not the baby blues. Right. And so to give you an idea about how bad the anxiety was, the clonopin stopped working after three days. Really. Um. And I and I know clonopin is a pretty strong yeah. anti anxiety medicine. Yeah. Right. It stopped working. So I didn't know what to do or where to go. So I went to my regular doctor in hysterics and he prescribed Xanax rapid release. It did, it did nothing. Wow. And so I thought, yeah. And then I, so I went to one therapist that we found online oh. and I mean, therapy is like dating, right? Like yes, some are yes. great fit, some <laughs> yes, are not. Yes. So this, this therapist, um, at the first appointment, just asked, wanted to talk about how I could be a good mother. What could I do to be a good mother? Which was not, right, not helpful at all. No. And that night, right, that, but I don't think she really had experience okay. with postpartum mood disorders. And at okay. the time, I didn't know that you really need to see somebody who actually specializes yes. in it. Yes. And that night, my mom and I were Googling and we had found the postpartum center of the Carolinas and I left a message Good for one of the therapists and that ended up being who treated me okay. and between her and my regular doctor, they got me into a psychiatrist pretty quickly Good. and it took two tries, right? It took two tries to find the right antidepressant. Wow. Lexapro didn't work for me. Um, it just made me feel very indifferent and flat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we switched from that, that to Prestique okay. and um, I'm a... still on Prestique four years later today and it's, um, it seems to have been the right one, and it was also coupled with um, Ativan for a while. Mm-hmm. Ativan seems to be the anxiety drug of, I guess, choice for me, but I don't take that anymore. I weaned off of that about a year and a half ago. Okay. I, I, I love that you're being so transparent with this story because what I want for our community to see is that it's not – there's going to be a trial and error. There's going to mm-hmm. be – you have to stick with it to find the right fit. 
And and that's right. what I really want people to understand. When we talk about connecting our health dots and we take a step back, we listen to other stories because I believe in the power of storytelling. And we listen to your story and we hear that, yeah, you know what? You were a person that seemed to fit that wonderful picture. Why would this even happen to you? Um, but hey, things happen. This is what happened. And you took the steps and you stuck stuck with it and your support system stuck with it. And that's what I want people to understand. You may not find the right fit in for the very the very first time. It's going to be kind of a tweaking and it's not necessarily any one person's fault, like you said, it's kind of like dating. And I love that analogy. You've got to find what works and what fits and how it can balance you out and that it's going to be right for you. Now, right. I, I want to ask you, did you have any pushback from any people in your community, in your community, in your, um, in your village, so to speak, that gave you pushback for taking medication for your postpartum depression? So... No. So I, again, was very lucky. I have family members who um, have taken or still do take Mm -hmm. medication, my mom being a therapist. um, Mm -hmm. So I had never taken medication before. But and like you said, it was frustrating to have to kind of do the trial and error because it does take a few weeks for the medicine to take effect. And when one's wrong, you have to wait another few Mm -hmm. weeks. Mm -hmm. But um it obviously it's worth it. And it, right. Postpartum depression is not a one size fits all illness. So they're right. What works for me might, is not going to work for someone else. And you have mm-hmm. to figure out the best thing for you. So I did not get pushed back, push, sorry, push back. And I, um, like you said, I became very transparent about being on medication very early on. And I, I'm so open about hence, I mean, the name, the medicated mommy, yeah. because I think that it has such, it gets such a bad rap and it gets such a stigma, but and I think people sometimes think it is being weak, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I completely think the opposite. I mean, I'd wear, I would wear a post-it on my head that says I take antidepressants. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah, think it makes yeah. me, I think yeah. it makes me brave and strong right, yes. for taking care of myself for my family and getting the help I need. And Absolutely. I, um, it also, I think taking that medication, I think allowed me to kind of breathe a little while I did the other treatment with my therapist. And, um, you know, I'm still on medication today. I probably will be on it for most of my life. And I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to be, you know, I, I think also more people are on medication than we realize. Yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> even people who give pushback or even moms who judge or don't understand, I bet half of them are probably on some form of medication <laughs> yes, too. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. And I, I honestly, and I know it's a little harsh, but I, I like to say that if you're going to judge me for taking medication, you're not somebody's opinion I could really take seriously, you know, oh, or, I like that. and I don't want them in my tribe because what would have happened to me if I didn't take the medication, right? Uh, a diabetic is always going to take her insulin, right? You know, people, People need treatment for illnesses, and postpartum depression is a real illness. Yes, I love that point. I love that point. So you you were talking a little earlier about where this blog has taken you. I, I want to just you know if you'll just tell us a little bit how is this how has this blog where has it taken you and how is how have the doors been open and what doors have been open if you if you'd like to share that with us. Sure. So it's definitely still in its growing phase, but pretty early on, 
Um, you know, and I just started kind of writing very honestly on my own blog. I um, actually went to a women's sleepaway camp retreat for it was just all women called Camp Powerment. Hmm. And um, it was this amazing, amazing retreat at a sleepaway camp in Malibu, California. So you're staying in cabins with women you don't know, about 75 women, and they bring in all these experts, life coaches, relationship coaches, doctors, and, you know, you learn all this information. And after that, I really just felt like a different person, Mm. whether my confidence level went up or I I just found my light. Um, And I wrote an article and I submitted it to the Huffington Post called, um, can I I, I curse or no? Yeah, go ahead. So it it was called Disney World, Camp Powerman is the Happiest Place on Earth. And I submitted it to um, Ariana Huffington before she left and started Thrive Global. And I heard back from her within 24 hours um, and got my blogging rights at the Huffington Post. Whoa. So, which was great. So after that, I just tried um, my luck at other places like the Mighty. Yes, and, love them. Um, got um, a contributor post there now Thrive Global, too. And then I also have some of the things here and there, to Scary Mommy. Uh-huh. Um, I was quoted on Cafe Mom. So slowly, this is my very first podcast. Oh, um, so, th- so thank you very much for having me. <laughs> so i you know, kind of going into this area now, too. But so slowly, I've, you know, I've just kind of seen my writing get in more, you know, go in more places. I wrote an article for Caveller about how, you know, it's really complicated when you go to your son's bris with postpartum depression. Oh, you know, so yes, right. So, yes. wow. So that's kind of that's where I am right now. Um, I um have started my first book. Okay. Um, so I'm you know very very early stages, like you know chapter three early stages. Right, right. But um, I I intend to grow this to be a huge platform. Um. Awesome. This, you know, I, I really want everybody, no one, no mom to ever feel ashamed of being yes. medicated or just struggling in general. Because it's, yes. the crazy thing is, is that it's so normal. Yes. And so many women get this. And yes. I had no idea. And people still have no idea. That's right. That's right. I, I loved a, a line that you had in that blog post that I'm talking about on June 13th. And I, I just I wrote it down so I, w- I would not misquote it. And you said, the real reason I saved that notebook is so I could share its contents with other new moms who might be experiencing these same feelings and need concrete proof that they are normal, not alone, and will get better. I loved that. Oh, thank you. And so I'm looking at our time, and we're rounding the corner. We're going to wrap up this conversation um, you know, I have two things for you. I want to know, is there is there something in particular uh, that you learned uh, by going through? Is, is there something that stands out with your, your own experience that you've learned? I know you've probably learned so many, so many life lessons. But is there something in particular that you've learned um, because you, you've gone through this experience that you, you feel yeah. you would never have learned otherwise? Well, I think because I had sold myself that fairy tale of motherhood, I remember sitting in my therapist's office and she has this cozy red couch and I was sitting there, you know, in one of my usual sob fests talking about 
the mom I thought I was going to be and how I'm nothing like her. And I, I thought I was going to be like my own, you know, mother and mother-in-law and I'm nothing like them. And I remember her saying to me, Jen, F all the other mothers, hmm. like F the mother you thought you were going to be the mom who you are is, is amazing. Hmm. And I really, really have tried to listen to that going forward and it's really kind of made me realize that happy mommy equals happy everyone right i i think that right there's a reason on the airplanes we have to put our own oxygen masks on before we put them on our children right and we can't we can't get we can't give our kids we can't give our spouses our family members what we don't have so it's so important to take care of yourself and i that was forced upon me right i i learned very early on that I had to take care of myself so I could take care of my baby. Yes. But there really is something to be said for self-care and self-care without guilt. Ooh, I like that. Self-care without guilt. Oh my goodness. And And, and I think you want your kids, right? You want your kids to see you prioritizing your happiness because you want them to see you living a life where you're happy and fulfilled. So it's not, it's important for everybody that mom, is able to do that. And I know it's hard, but to be able to get to a point like that, I think the more we talk about it, mm-hmm. the more helpful it is for moms to realize that it's okay to put themselves first. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So before we go, I usually ask our guests to give our community a tip of the day. It can be on the topic we're talking about, or it can be anything that's on your heart. And so if you would be so gracious, we would be honored if you would give our community a tip of the day. So my tip, and this goes along with a little gift I want to give to your audience, is that um, I think that the best thing that we can do for women and new moms is to spread awareness and education about postpartum mood disorders. I think, you know, had an OB talk to me about it, had the nurses at the birthing class talk to me about it, I would have at least been more prepared or more aware. And I think so many women don't know that they have mm-hmm. postpartum depression. They think that if they don't want to hurt, you know, that if they don't want to hurt their babies, it means they don't have postpartum depression. And there's so many different forms. There's so many risk factors. So, I actually created um, a guide called WTF, our postpartum depression and anxiety. And you can find it at um, themedicatedmommy.com slash free gift. And it will give you um, helpful ways to figure out how to get educated about postpartum depression, how to help moms you know are suffering and what you should never say to moms who are suffering. And maybe if you're the mom who's suffering, you might just want to print it out and hand it to all your friends and families because you're going to be way too exhausted to have to explain anything. So you could just say, here, here's this, here's this guide. Read it. This explains everything. I love it. I love it. And we will have that link in the copy um, so that if you didn't catch it while you're listening to us, while you have us um, on the go with you, you can find it. That is awesome. Thank you so much for giving us that free guide. I love it. 
Oh my goodness. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jen, the medicated mommy for being here with us today. I know that you guys have heard so many nuggets in this conversation. You know what I always tell you guys to do? Go back, take your notebooks, be them electronic or old-fashioned pen and paper and grab these nuggets and put them down. Thank you again for being here and until we see you guys back here next time. Bye now. Bye, thank you.